Good job, buddy. Uh-huh. You did so. You did so good. You know, I mean, we we personally on our ends, we didn't hear you right now because I do that in post. But wow, Tom, Tom, wow! I just I hear it in my head right now. You did so good. Hell of a job. You did so good. I'll suck your blood when you suck my ass because right now we're sucking blood together as a and team and sucking ass. God, it's been it's been a while, guys. <laughs> you know, it's been it's been wow. Wow, it's been a long time coming. Go uh, us. You know, Con- the build, congratulations the us. I'm so, I'm so proud of us for sitting down and doing one of these every like once every six months. Um, wow. I really just I want I want to thank the Academy. I want to thank uh, Buckley for not being here. I want to thank James for uh, being here for the past two hours. Um, I want to thank the echo um, and the failed um, um, auto tune on my computer that caused a lot of technical difficulties. I want to thank my audio interface for breaking on on me recently. And it, it, these are all things that led us to this moment right now. And uh, I want to thank I want to thank th- three weeks ago, my Internet. Um, or two weeks ago, whenever, um, when we first tried to record this, um, I want to thank, th- thank you, James. Wow. James, thanks for being here. Yep. I want to thank, uh, Bud Light Seltzer. Yeah, I do want to thank Bud Light Seltzer. Um, I, I, I haven't seen them sponsor anyone except for your mom's house. <laughs> so like, I don't think they're interested in, or, or, or no, it was, um, two bears, one cave. So I don't think they're interested in sponsoring like anyone except for like Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. But, uh, if you want to. If you want to sponsor me and give me like just three of these, I'll take three. That'll be our yeah. sponsorship. No, it's worth it. It's worth the ask. That's fine. So if you guys want to, you know, just slide one of my wow, thank you. Wow, wow, thank you, thank you. wow, thank you so much. Um, I also want Fantastic. to thank. I want to thank a lot of people for being here. Christy Swanson, Christy Swanson, everyone. Do- Donald Sutherland. Oh fuck. Donald Sutherland. Paul Rubens. Yep. Pee Wee Herman. I want to thank Rudger Hauer. I want to thank Luke Perry. Wow. This is okay. great, Hillary. Hillary Swank at just so many. David hey. Archuleta, why is he here? <laughs> why hey, is he Hillary, here? <laughs> Hillary Swank's feature film debut, though. Yeah, dude, her first movie. Like, <laughs> and I, I, I want to thank Wow, us for not for not talking about what movie we're covering. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, nineteen ninety two. Ever, I mean, I guess people know everyone in the movie, or just everyone for listening. Uh, just really everyone, but you know, I also want to thank myself uh, again. Wow, thank you, thanks me. Wow, oh, I want God. to thank myself because um, I didn't know who the fuck Joss Whedon was until you, um, like, very like painstakingly had to go like, you don't know who fucking Josh Whedon is, and I was like, uh, no, uh, it sounds like a nobody. And then uh, you explained to me who he was, and then I realized that. I was very familiar with who he was and his story, but I'm just so ignorant that I did not. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get the memo. I didn't get the memos. I mean, it's. I guess it's fine. It. I, I feel like 
it uh it made me realize the uh it's one of those few things where I feel that like our difference in age shows. I don't I don't necessarily think there's a lot of those things, but I think not having Joss Whedon as a household name was one of them. Yeah, I'd never heard the name of my life. When I heard of him, I thought he was some type of like a brand of wheat cracker, like one of the fancy <laughs> ones with like the really like thin edges and like the nice salts on them, and like you know, it has like has like a like a like a spiced parsley kind of flavor. They like do like that fancy stuff. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, something like, like, that. like chicken and a biscuit. Yeah, like it's a oh dude, those are so good. But yeah, like it's like a Joss Whedon, you know, like oh you want to get like can you get me a box of Joss Whedon at the store? Me, you know, get me some of those Joss Whedons. <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. But apparently, it's a whole person who spawned uh, like all of the Buffy stuff. I mean, like Angel Buffy did like what everything with that. He uh, did some a oh, bunch yeah. of Marvel stuff, the first Avengers movie, and uh, Age of Ultron. He stole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Justice League out from under yeah. a man yeah. who was going through some pretty rough times. And you know what? It, it's crazy, yeah. too, because I knew about all of that. Did not know the name. Didn't even ring a bell when I saw it. I was like, oh, Joss Whedon <laughs> sounds like some fuck. I don't know. Yeah, man. Uh, and also a guy, I don't necessarily know a lot of the details. I haven't read up much on the situation, but a guy who's kind of been, had some allegations thrown his way uh as of late uh so if, if it seems like it's he's he's kind of rode that wave of like uh low-key like king of nerddom and then became like walmart level nerddom and then now shit's coming out and it's like oh no we don't like this guy so household name turned into um popular wheat cracker brand yeah i mean i kind of riding that classic wave of of oh yeah, this seems this is the guy. This is the guy who makes the stuff, and like we like we <laughs> like the, the stuff, guy. you know. And then uh, maybe got a little too commoditized, and then uh, maybe now maybe he wasn't the guy. Maybe he hasn't been the guy the whole time. And I don't know. It's that sort of separating the art from the artist is what we'll be doing today, right? Yeah, I mean because really I'm I'm not gonna be trying to like suck Josh Whedon's dick but I'm kind of going to be like sucking his dick during this because I really love this movie and I've been watching a lot of Buffy lately and like the show is amazing I think it actually might have been like that missing like puzzle piece in my life for like a long time like it's actually made me more happy than I've been in a long time so like I don't know how to like go around that but um oh, oh actually i do fuck you joss whedon but i like buffy <laughs> <laughs> well i mean maybe maybe that won't be as difficult as we think because i mean it, word on the street is he kind of hated what they were doing with this movie and just like walked off set at some point and said fuck you guys you're ruining my script <laughs> you know what you're right um we were originally gonna do this like a week ago or something, but my internet was just having the biggest issues, and I forgot about that. So we did kind of yeah. leave during this. So, but I don't know. You know what? Because there's a lot of things about this that are pretty damn similar to the show, and I think a lot of the quirkiness is pr pretty similar to the actual show too. But yeah, it also is fairly different. And well, not fairly. It's like miles different. Yeah, it's super different for sure. But uh, 
I really like this. Do you like how the movie starts and it's fucking medieval times? Oh, I actually really like it. It's like hilarious and so weird and just like out of place. But like I was kind of just like, oh, we're going right into just like some weird medieval shit. Like we're just going to go right into this. Like it's actually kind of incredible how it starts like that. I really I really like that it did. I think that it is just supposed to be sort of like a callback to like every vampire movie, you know? I think so, yeah, because every vampire movie just starts out, like, old and stupid, but this kind of, like, had fun with the fact that every vampire movie starts old and stupid, and (laughs) I enjoy that. And also, I guess we should talk about the fact that this is a vampire movie that I think we both thoroughly enjoyed. That doesn't happen very often. It's kind of a hard feat. It never happens. I mean, you got vampire hookers and you got this. There's not really anything in between. Um... No, there's some in between. I mean, like, uh, Abraham Lincoln <laughs> Vampire Hunter is pretty fun. That's true. That was a bad... And I, I honestly, like, uh, John Carpenter's Vampires, I feel like we shit, we shit on it, but I, yeah. also I think that I'd watch it again, you know? I would watch it again for sure, especially in hindsight. Like, I think we thought that, like, that was, like, lower-tier vampire stuff when we were first starting out, <laughs> but we actually didn't realize that when we started with um, John Carpenter's <laughs> Vampires and then Wes Craven's Vampire in Brooklyn, that was actually, like the peak like those were like some of the best out there yeah 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 i I don't know if we'll i don't know if anyone will ever listen fright night obviously took us by so much surprise uh but but you know i don't know if anyone out there will ever forgive us about uh the lost boys yeah yeah ever since we did that people have been like very genuinely upset about that like i'll get people messaging oh, yeah. once in a while that like are you serious the lost boys is amazing and i i still like i've had conversations with close friends of mine with random listeners with other people that like since that episodes came out they've tried to talk to me about the lost boys and i'm just like what is it about it but so far okay this is what i've this is what i've got from it and it's exactly what i thought it was I think people just like the saxophone guy. I don't think they like the movie because everyone's <laughs> always just like, "Oh yeah." The Everyone always guy. brings up that guy, and That's it's like, all "Yeah, they bring up. <laughs> that was fun for a second, but like, it's such a small part of the. If he was the, the whole movie, I get it. I'd be like, "Yeah, dude, fucking Lost Boys. That's sweet." But like, he's in the movie for all of like one minute, and yeah, it's great. But I would argue that that's the only good part of the movie. Not that that's what makes it a good movie. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. But Buffy has been a whole different experience because I feel like the general consensus of people is they didn't really like this movie. I feel like most of the fans oh, really? don't like it as much. Oh, it has terrible like ratings. Like if you look at any of the ratings, like it's low. Okay, well I'm on IMDb right now and it has a yeah, it has a five point seven on IMDb. That's not yeah, that's not great. Yeah, and I think Rotten Tomatoes is like forty-seven percent or something like that. Like it's it's not good across the board. Okay, how do you think the mo- do you think the movie just got spawned because Joss Whedon just like had money and whatnot? It was like, all right, let's figure it out. Oh, it has a thirty-six uh, critics on Rotten Tomatoes and forty-three audience. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man, people hate this movie. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, bro. Okay, none of these scores even get close to representing the experience i had with this movie like i have a few quarrels but i had so much fun with this yeah same wow that's kind of crazy i didn't realize it was uh that bad in the eyes of people i i would like to hear like actual people talk about this though and i wonder why they don't like it yeah i think the people like in the hardcore buffy fandom like 
they I think they like it like in a way that like you appreciate it, you know. But I even yeah. think like there it's not seen as like actually good compared to the show, you know. Okay, I would say that it doesn't feel like the show, but like it's kind of the same way that like most movies don't feel like TV shows, you know? Like anytime you see a TV right. show adaptation of a movie, like it always just has a different feel, you know? It's like obviously going to be longer, there's going to be more going on, more character development, like this that blah blah blah, a movie just shorter. So like I feel like a show's always going to have a little more of that feeling, but like as far as this goes as I don't know. I see this as another dimension, almost like a different world. Buffy, yes. like this is just—it's like it's like Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, you know, like it's just a different version of what's happening or what could happen yeah. or whatever. Like the introduction—it's just a different origin story. And I like—I don't know, man. You know, people people really hate uh, watching like Uncle Ben die on screen all the time. But I'm kind of like, you know what? I want to see who. Who deals with Uncle Ben's death the best? You know, like who makes the who like swings around a little bit better because of it? You know. Well, I mean that is that's a real thing that happens. That's something that happens in comic books as a medium quite a bit, actually. Whenever I mean, you talk about like you know how many different people have written a Spider-Man origin book or a Batman origin book. I mean, yeah. the numbers are are very very large, and it's because you have a different artist on the book, a different writer on the book. How are they? interpreting this scene what do they want to depict what they find important to showcase and then like we don't do that as often with movies or or tv you know it's like it's like they're given that that freedom in a comic book medium to do that over and over again and like people still get into it but for whatever reason people are like oh well they're just doing it because the last guy did it and it just takes up more time like we know how the movie starts or the story starts, but, like, maybe we all want to see different interpretations of that story. Especially with Spider-Man. I mean, like, that is the basic, biggest example where it's, like, you do see all these adaptions of just, like, Uncle Ben dying and you know what's going to happen in the beginning and this, that, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like it. And, I mean, you know, if they did get rid of Tom Holland again right now and then, you know, they, like, say Tom Holland did have one where he had, like, his Uncle Ben dying also, and then there was another one after, then I would be like, all right, it's getting kind of redundant. But at the same time, I would never be fully mad at it. Like, I would always be okay with it and be like, all right, who did it best, you know? Yeah, you can always, they can always, like, get creative and do it different ways. I know that, like, in some of the newer Batman stuff, they've, like, made it a lot quicker. Like, it doesn't take as much time, you know? It's like within the opening credits you're seeing the same scene of you know thomas and martha wayne getting shot like you've seen a hundred different times in a hundred different ways uh but yeah you can get creative with it i feel like people are way more okay with seeing batman's parents die over and over again than they are with like any other origin story like if it's that you put like batman's parents dying in front of them, they're like fuck yeah i want to see this and see how it goes but like spider-man uncle ben like they're always going to complain like i don't know man i think you're 100 percent right that's so weird. I wonder why Why does Batman get that pass? Because I don't know. I was just thinking, obviously, I'm just DC guy, so my brain first next went to Superman. I would hate to watch Superman's origin over and over and over again. That's fucking boring. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> So I guess, you know what? Okay, so I guess we're deciphering this. It just goes like, it just, it, it, it. <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? Varies? It varies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so the, the movie came out in 1992 and uh the show didn't start until 97 yeah i mean five years after and that 
I think did I did I say that earlier that was it just like money that uh, spawned this? Like, how did Josh Whedon get to do that? I think that's how we started talking about that. I wanted to bring that up. How right. did Josh Whedon? get to do this if it had such bad ratings and whatnot or did the ratings get worse after the show came out maybe uh no i don't necessarily think so i think that this movie flopped hard i don't necessarily know the exact box office number um is he just big hollywood money was he already big hollywood money by 1992 no he was nothing he was nothing really in 92 this wasn't this wasn't a big necessarily a big hollywood movie which might have been part of the reason why it bombed because maybe people were expecting a movie of doing what this did to have uh, a little more polish whenever it comes to like effects and shit like that because like it's it's also a PG thirteen movie. Oh yeah, it is, huh? Yeah, it's pretty tame. You think of PG thirteen horror in the early nineties, like yeah, of course it didn't do well. Yeah, do you think is this? It's not horror though. It's action comedy fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I think that even that even further cements. Oh, okay, point. maybe action comedy fantasy PG thirteen in nineteen ninety two. Okay, yeah. Now that I'm putting it into perspective, because like thinking about it right now, I'm like, fuck yeah, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer sounds cool. But then when you, but then when you think about it, no one knows who Buffy the Vampire Slayer is. It's nineteen ninety two. It's not a horror. It's a vampire movie that's not a horror movie. It's action comedy fantasy. But you're like, who is this chick? What's she doing? And then it's just like a bunch of like weird odd teen jokes, which actually I think. Maybe I enjoyed this so much because I think these these jokes and, like, all the dialogue in this, I think it all aged like fine fucking wine. Bro, I mean, that's the one thing that, like, I feel like you can't knock Joss Whedon on is, like, his fucking dialogue. And I think that it's pretty true through most of the things that he's made, especially in the early days. His dialogue is so just genuine but also just witty as fuck. Like it, it's just it, it just doesn't stop. It's so good. I would actually okay. I can see why this movie gets like some like whatever ratings because there are some slow parts. There could be more action in it, and there's like a little you know a few things where I'm like, eh, you know. But like, I was never really bored in this because the dialogue is just so fun. Like, there's always just yeah. like some some entertaining thing going on that I just had a great time. Yeah, it's it's uh, the dialogue's really great. I feel like the one elephant we should get out there before we move on is obviously Sarah Michelle Geller is not Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, not even just that. I mean, Giles <laughs> is a guy named Merrick played by Donald Sutherland. <laughs> like it's not, it is the biggest, the biggest change in the world. Like, okay, so I didn't start watching this movie. I didn't watch this first. I started watching the show. I just started watching Buffy recently. Anyone that's listening to scream or like has been following me on the screams Twitter lately knows that i've been watching the fuck out of buffy lately it's all i've been tweeting about for like months now it's been like it's been you're welcome you're welcome by the way it's been taking over my entire life james like literally like it's all i think about and like all i think about is how much i hate xander on a daily basis it's like the only thing on my mind and how much i love allison hannigan and how much willow needs to be Mm. protected from xander every episode and how he is just always somehow just getting under a fucking skin but anyway that's not what we're talking about But I'm having so much fun with it. But I started with the show, and then I go to this movie, and I'm like, okay, so the the Watcher, and well, I guess I guess I'll just explain it now for people that don't know what the Watcher is. The Watcher is like yeah. um, the teacher of the Vampire Slayer, who is Buffy, Christy Swanson, and this Sarah Michelle Gellar in the then the TV series, and 
the watcher in the show is a man named Giles, and he's this nerdy guy with glasses. He's like a librarian. He's a soft-spoken guy, just like, hey, guys, so I'm going to go uh, figure this out, and I'm going to go sit in this corner and read this book. And then you got Dothers, Donald Sutherland, who's like, hey, I'm in the fucking girls' locker room. How's it going, Buffy? Let me throw a knife at you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I love Donald Sutherland in this movie. <laughs> And it, 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 it's one of those movies, though, that you question, like, how the fuck did Donald Sutherland crawl his way onto this? Where the fuck? Why is he here? How did he get here? There's just, there's a lot to unpack. Well, also, like, why is Luke Perry here? And why is he best friends with fucking... <laughs> With David Arquette. With David Arquette, yeah, man. Uh, Officer Doofy himself. Oh, my God. Like, the casting in this is incredible. It also, dude, like, I mean, I, I obviously gave a light introduction to everyone in this, but, like, it really doesn't do enough justice. Like, dude, Pee Wee Herman is a random vampire. Bro. <laughs> Paul Rubens fucking kills it in this movie everyone kills it the casting in this is so amazing that i don't get how this isn't like everyone's favorite movie this is my favorite movie now <laughs> like it needs to be like uh, an october like tradition yes. like it, it it fits in dude fuck hocus pocus watch fucking buffy fuck the vampire hocus slayer from pocus. 1992 Oh my god, no truer words have been spoken. How how much better of a replacement would that be if instead of Hocus It's PG thirteen, you can show around? it to your kid yes. your conservative fucking kids, it's fine. Yes, dude. Replace it it's with perfect. this and everyone would have so much fun. I feel like oh my even god. the people that like Hocus Pocus wouldn't complain. They'd be like, you know what? This should replace it. You know what? Fair. Like that's what they would say, because this movie, uh, I, I mean, another thing, just like big picture stuff, like, because not to give, you know, Whedon all the credit because tons of people, you know, work on movies. Fuck Joss Whedon. <laughs> the director of this movie. We're like, all here for Fran. <laughs> but bro, my point being the lighting, some of some of the scenes of, of the lighting in this movie, like that's, it's literally the aesthetic that I live for. There's this one part kind of halfway through towards the end with uh, Luke Perry and Christy Swanson like walking down this like boulevard of like, like of broken dreams. No, God damn it. And there's like all these fucking neon lights and like he's he's got like his bike or whatever and like Oh my god. I was like, how did you get this lighting? Like I want that aesthetic around me at all times. This whole thing is a work of fucking art, dude. It is. It really really is. I don't I don't think this is appreciated enough. <laughs> uh were we going to are we going to go through through any of uh any of our other notes? Yeah, dude. Actually, I have. Yeah, yeah. We are. I just. I. I didn't. I actually didn't think the introduction was gonna be like this, but I guess. We I know. We're just like say. waxing poetic about it. Do you want to go like in order, or just like pick out things that sound good? No. Yeah. Let's let's go in order. I think I think this movie deserves it.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, we go straight from medieval times right into Bring It On. Basically, I mean, we get the long cheerleading opening. We meet the OG Buffy, who, again, Christy Swanson, not Sarah Michelle Gellar. Who was Christy Boner in Dude, Where's My Car? She was. I forget about that all the time. <laughs> Dude, such an iconic movie, honestly. Like, and, uh, as, After it came out on DVD, it was just like one of those ones that me and my friends would just like watch on a loop, basically. I would just watch it any time it came on cable. Like It would come on cable, oh, yeah. and I remember like waking up in the middle of the night just like on my couch or something, and Dude, Where's My Car would just be playing, and I'd be like, Dude, <laughs> where's my car? <laughs> Dude, I, I remember so many times, I don't know why, but I would wake up while like during the alien shit, like when they're at like that weird alien cult. <laughs> like, I would just Zoltan. 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 I would literally wake up during that all the time. Like, I don't know. And I was like, well, guess it's my destiny, brother. The movie, like, it pretty much just lightly introduces us to a few characters in the standard teen movie fashion. Kind of like, you know, they would in, like, the beginning of, like, ah, shit. What is, what has a light? In- this is such a light introduction. Like, they're just kind of like, hey, they're here. Moving on. Shopping. You know, it honestly doesn't. It, it, it makes me think of Scream. Which I know Scream came after this, but I feel like a lot of the ways that like we see the teens interact with each other is very similar to Scream in my eyes. It's kind of just very uh, uh, business casual. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> or tween uh, casual. I, I feel like we. this is also whenever we get introduced to this uh, terrifying hog mascot. The school mascot is a hog, and they like make pig squealing noises what yeah bro no yeah because that one that one kid uh is the mascot and he dresses up as the fucking hog i just watched this a couple hours ago and i have no recollection of that (laughs) what yeah man I don't even remember there being a mascot. I remember they do a they do a they do a pig squeal, uh, and and also the basketball players all look older than I am right now. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, like you know, <laughs> casting isn't always the greatest on that side, you know. But you know, they're just basketball players; it doesn't matter too much. What I do want to talk about is how they move over to a theater. But I think before they move to the theater, they have a conversation about theaters, and they were like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah no THX. They don't even have Dolby." They were like, "They show previews of foreign movies." This is even still before Clueless, but this totally has that Clueless vibe. Yeah, all the girls felt like that. Like, yeah. that's why I was kind of, like, saying Mean Girls for a second, too. But the introduction was just different. But beside that, they right, have the right, vibe yeah. of, like, a bunch of, you know, just, just uh, those high class. Not not high class. Hey, should we go to AMC? No, they're high class. They are high class. W- should we go to the AMC? Oh, you can suck my AMC. What? No, they have bogus corn. <laughs> It's a direct quote. Let's go to the AMC. No, they have bogus corn. You can suck my direct quote. I hate you. 
<laughs> Excuse uh, much, rude or anything? What a homeless. <laughs> is this this is this the section where we just blurt out quotes? Yeah, this is where she basically trips on a guy. Wait, I thought we were blurting out quotes. Okay, fine. What do you guys think about the ozone layer? Yeah, we gotta get rid of that. <laughs> I forgot about that one. That's actually one of the best jokes that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I mean, I know I did laugh, but like... We gotta get rid of that. And that was a Buffy line, too. She was like, yeah, no, the ozone layer? <laughs> no, no, let's not do that. Yeah. All right, what were you saying now? Blur, blur out um, qu- no, blur out another quote. I don't have any more girl quotes. Blurt out a quote. I don't have any more of their quotes. You say a quote. I don't have any more quotes. Those were my quotes. Oh, hang on. Does the word duh mean anything to you? That was a quote. Oh, the... I thought you had more to that. No, that was the quote. Oh. You ruined my jacket. Kill him a lot. The, you know what? I'm actually mad that you said that one because there's good context to that one. <laughs> Are you addressing I? <laughs> okay, we're done with the quote section. Of what's this. what's your sitch? You're acting like a thing from another tax bracket. I also love how early on we see Donald Sutherland, Donald Sutherland just kind of creeping around corners, twirling just his mustache. Just being fucking weird, man. Just walking around being fucking weird. He's just doing his thing, and I would say Pee Wee Herman is doing just about the same thing, but we're supposed to assume that Pee Wee Herman is creepier than him, but I feel like they're both on the same level. I it, it I think, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but my reaction was I also thought Donald Sutherland was a vampire for a, for a while. <laughs> I thought he was at first, too, for like the first like 10, 15 minutes at least. Like, I thought he was also a vampire, or maybe one of them was a vampire and one of them wasn't, but I definitely thought Donald Sutherland was. Uh, I mean, to be fair, there was no way that I would have ever thought Pee Wee Herman wasn't a vampire. Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I do agree that I did think Donald Donald Sutherland was. Dude, and we also we also get to see uh, Pee Wee Vampire's uh, boss in that fucking Technicolor vampire lair. Yeah, he's very interesting, and also that guy is played by Rutger Hauer, or Rutger Hauer, or Rutger Hauer. I'm, there's no way I'm pronouncing that right, but he's there's there's some there's a listener who has been telling me to watch Hobo with a shotgun for a long time, so I recognize oh, this yeah. guy immediately because he's like he's the hobo with the shotgun. Oh, is he? Yeah, and also Rob Wells is in that too. So like, I kind of do oh. think I need to watch that movie. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, it actually has pretty good reviews. So, I mean, Hobo with a Shotgun. But, yeah, he is uh, the main guy. But also, there was one time that Buffy was having, like, a dream. And she was, like, you know, like, laying with him. And I think that was the first time we saw him. But I thought he was Edgar Allan Poe. (laughs) Like, I swore to fucking God. actually Edgar Allan Poe? Well, I thought thought she was, like, having a dream that she was, like, being cuddled by Edgar Allan Poe. And I was... (laughs) I was very confused. I was wondering what relevance Edgar Allan oh Poe God. had to vampires aside from like that one South Park episode. Because beside that, I don't know <laughs> what he does with vampires. I thought he was just like a, like the OG goth. He is the OG goth. Or emo, I guess. I don't know. Whichever one you want to call him. <laughs> uh, so, so after we see all that shit, though, uh, we go back to the school. We do? because Yeah, because that's whenever we see Steven Root. Who the fuck was Steven Root? 
That's the guy from uh, Dodgeball and Office Space. He's the school administrator. Oh, okay. I, I've never um, watched Office Space. What? Yeah, no. I've never. Um, I've never seen Office Space. Okay. Yeah. So. Do do with that what you will. Yep. I don't know who Stephen Root is. Is what I'm saying. I I don't I don't I don't know the guy. Is what I'm saying. <sighs> Is this going to be another Joss Whedon conversation? Like, I don't know. Wait, is he like? Is he prolific like that? Does he have like? He's just in so much shit, dude. He is in so much shit. Okay, uh, let me. Okay, well, I'll look at him right now, and I'll tell you how familiar I am. I, yeah, he's a white guy with a rectangle glasses. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, looks like. Uh, there's a trailer on here with a preview from that guy from the soup. He's he's kind of doing some stuff again nowadays. Um, yeah, it looks like he's in a lot of stuff, but uh, I don't I don't I don't know the guy. I don't I don't know where his roots are from. Oh my god! I don't know where he. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's found solid ground. In my head, Here, he only has two hundred and fifty nine acting credits on. No, IMDb. yeah, I, I, I see that. I see that. Um, oh wait, he's in Get Out. Jim Hudson. Uh, I feel like that was the name of everyone in that movie, and that's also basically your name. So it's I mean, my name. Is that really his name in that movie? Jim Hudson. That's fucking weird, bro. Yeah, that's his name in it. So uh, I did not know that that character had a name, and I did not know that his name is my name. Wait, is your name Jim? It's James. Jim is a nickname for James. Oh, is anyone it? Thought... who's any anybody who's named Jim? No, is no, no, really Jim, James. No, no, Jim is Jimothy. I call you Jimothy. Oh shit, it is Jim. Yeah, that's 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 just that's just from from the office. Shit. Um, that I feel weird now. I I think I need to stop. Just tell me how you feel about the root guy. I don't feel good now that I know that his character in get out has my name that makes me feel really weird so how do you feel about the root guy he's great and he's great in this movie as the uh school admin he gives me very he gives me very uh ferris bueller principal vibes i've never seen it oh my fucking (laughs) god watch a fucking movie and then we'll record this again Go watch a fucking movie. Uh, Luke Perry is re- was really good in Riverdale. Oh, actually, wait, hold on. Luke Perry, uh, hang on. His name in this movie is Pike. Yeah, it is Pike. Should we also talk That's about how... That's not a fucking name. That's a fish. You're right. But should we also talk about how... No, we're going to talk about fucking Bluegill and fucking Catfish. The man just died. Oh, shit. Luke Perry died? Yeah, dude. He died in 2019. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. They had to do a whole death scene for his character on Riverdale, too. Oh, I knew that happened, but I thought the character just died. I didn't know he died. Okay, so that's what I thought at first, too, because I was, I st- I have, I'm not, like, fully up to date on Riverdale, but I was watching Riverdale around the time that it happened. Yeah. I love the first season. I didn't really stick with it after that. It's a really good show, actually. Like, I kind of hate, I kind of, like, not hated on it because I never, like, out, like, in public was like, oh, fuck this show or anything. But, like, I don't know. I kind of just, in my mind, I was like, that's not something I want to watch. That's a stupid show. Yeah, exactly. When I first watched it, I remember like people be like, "Oh, like what are you watching right now?" And I'm like, 
okay, don't laugh, but Riverdale. They're like, what a stupid teen show. And I'm like, that show is way better than it has any business being. Is insanely good. Like, I dare anyone to start Riverdale and not just, like, start it and then, like, you know, act like you're watching it and then turn it off, but actually watch it and try not to get addicted to it. Yeah. I dare anyone to do that. It is such a good show. Like, it is so... If you like if you like Buffy, you probably will like Riverdale. 100% if you like Buffy, you'll like Riverdale. Like it is such a good show. Like I could actually I actually can't say enough good things about Riverdale. It's a show that I really wanted to hate, but when I started watching it, I was like this is actually fucking incredible. Uh well, that's a bummer cuz I do like Luke Perry and I actually did like his character in Riverdale too. I thought he did a great job. Uh so that's really unfortunate that he's not alive anymore cuz he's also great in this movie. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just something I wanted to say real quick. While you were cutting me off while I was trying to give condolences. Bro, his name's fucking Pike. This is Joss's fault. His name is Pike, bro. God damn it. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, we should probably talk about his soul patch for just a quick second, too. I have... You know, okay. My note is Pike, comma, soul patch, comma, Luke Perry, comma, (laughs) 90210, comma, that's not a name, comma, it's a fish. That's my notes about Pike. James, I don't want to say it right now because it's going to come later and it's a good reveal, but there's a scene with his soul patch, and just tell me that you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You, you You know what I'm, like, what scene I'm referring to, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. The most iconic thing in, like, movie or TV, anything, history. Like, probably the greatest thing I've ever seen happen in my life. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's move on. <laughs> so <laughs> we are, like, five minutes into the movie, but we're, like, 40 minutes into this podcast. Um, I know. The fucking teen hangout fucking place, it looks fucking cool. Was that the, teen, the, the club? The club, yeah. It looks fucking awesome. Again, just, just lights everywhere. Like, it... Places like that don't really exist. They look way shittier than that in real life. A lot of times they do. Uh, sometimes they're all right uh, if you're drunk enough. But, uh, you know, this is where we first meet Pike and Benny. Um, again, Luke Perry, David Arquette. They pull up to the scene drunk yes, as hell buying hot dogs with quarters. Yeah, that's whenever David Arquette says, Oh, man, she wasted my dog. <laughs> Well, there's some context to that. I mean, because David Arquette actually tries to threaten them with a hot dog, and then Buffy slices it with a butter knife. So, I mean, there's a lot more to that than him just getting his dog ruined. Oh, his dog got wasted. It did. It did. And then um, he got wasted as hell, too. They got pretty fucking drunk. They fall over. Actually, not they. Pike is kind of turned around. I think he's taking a piss or something. This is after they leave the club because not a lot happens there the first time they're there. But David Arquette falls over drunk in the street and he gets bitten by Pee Wee Herman, which, like, <laughs> I feel like that could actually happen in real life. <laughs> like, you, you get what I'm not saying, right? Not as a right? vampire, just Paul Rubens. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, no. <laughs> like, you're drunk, you're taking a piss, and then Paul Rubens just pops out and takes a bite of you. No, 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 but not any person, specifically David Arquette. I think specifically David Arquette could be sitting on the side of a car, like just drunk as hell, and Paul Rubens could come up, vampire or not vampire, I don't care like what like state he's in, and and he could come up to him and bite him on the neck and then just take him away. Just kinda grab him and carry him like a baby and wander off into the night with him. 
Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> like, that could happen right now. I love it so much. And no one would bat an uh, eye. They'd be like, oh, well, yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't that happen? They would actually be wondering why that had to happen earlier. <laughs> Side note, have you seen David Arquette Can't Die? No. Oh, my God. You seriously need to watch it. It is... You know what, dude? I might I might not know who that fucking, uh, like, guy that grows in the ground is or, like, anything about, like, some dude that had, like, a, a you know, like, a suspension or whatever. But, like, I do know about David Arquette wrestling. And I do know that there was a whole documentary about that. And I watched the fuck out of it. And I watched everything to do with David Arquette and his wrestling days. And the fucking before, the after. And oh my god. Go watch David Arquette get his fucking ass beat trying to be a professional wrestler. Do you know that while he was promoting uh, this movie like a long time ago, he like actually went into the ring, he fought people, he did like, you know, like, and then pretty much it kind of just proved that a lot of wrestling was fake and people were pissed. They were like, this fucking celebrity came in. And you know, wrestling dudes are just a big like, just gross guys are like I didn't fucking wrestling you know I gotta do you're just ruining the sanctity of my fucking wrestle is that is that what they do you're ruining the sanctity of my wrestling and yeah you fucking I'm gonna beat you up David Arquette so the whole documentary is about David Arquette getting his ass beat by wrestlers and then in the end he's like I fucking beat you wrestlers I fucking punched you dude and it's fucking he almost died he can't die though but he can't die because David can't Arquette die. can't die. You need to go watch. It's probably one of the greatest things in the world. There, there are multiple things, video things that you can watch about David Arquette and his wrestling days and his stories. And go watch the fucking movie. Just go watch everything to do with it. I love David Arquette and his life. He is so entertaining. <laughs> he is such a damn fool, and I love to watch it. I, I want to be that guy's best friend, honestly. He just seems like so much fun. Well, you know who I love? I love Donald fucking Sutherland. <laughs> and uh, I love the fact that he apparently was just, like, rewriting all of his lines and just, like, I read styling. that. I read and that. That's that's one of the things that pissed Joss Whedon off so much that he ended up walking off set. <laughs> Dude, that's what I love about Donald Sutherland. Like, he could just... <laughs> He could just do what he wants, and it will it will make someone feel so small that they'll just leave and be like, "Do what you want." <laughs> I love uh, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I really love when they're in uh, the locker room, and it's Buffy in the locker room by herself, and he's like creeping in the fucking locker room, but he's like two feet taller than the lockers. Wait, wait, okay, but that is interesting, but also, when Pee-wee Herman (laughs) carries David Arquette away like a baby, right after, Merrick walks up to Luke Perry, who's also drunk, and he carries him away like a baby. Like, what was that about? Why did he even care about him? I don't know! That's why why I thought he was a fucking vampire! (laughs) Yeah, I know! That's what I'm saying, dude! Like, what the... Like, and then later, when he's talking to Buffy, actually, like, right about now, because, like you said, they're in the locker room, I think it's about now, he's like... Yeah, no, I'm a watcher. I can't do anything. It's, like, all on you. But I'm like, wait, then why are you carrying Luke Perry around? Yeah, yeah. He definitely intervened. And it was, like, two minutes after, like, no, two seconds after a vampire was just there. Like, what are you talking about? Why are you getting involved with the Herm Man? <laughs> with the Herm Man. <laughs> uh, that's, also, that's also whenever 
Buffy has to tell him, excuse me, this is a naked place. Yeah, I had so many problems with that because, like, yeah, I was wondering why, okay, if he had to go and, like, I get it. I get it, Giles, Merrick, Sutherland, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. I get it. You got to talk to Sarah Michelle Buffy, Stuart, Swanson, whatever, Ron Swanson. You got to talk... You got to talk to the chick. You got to let her know what this vamp vamp happenings going on. You know, you got to let her know what the sitch on the fucking on the up down is. Why do you got to do it in the girl's locker room? For real, bro. Like you could have just wait till she walked out. Like, yeah. When she's like, I, she just said she said this is a naked place. But I was like, okay, well, it, it's an issue to me. It is an issue. It's definitely an issue. Yeah, it's an issue to me. I don't know. I don't know about you, Merrick. I don't know if I trust you. So, also, that isn't the first meeting that he had with Buffy because right before that, he meets up with her at a gym, and he's trying to tell you know Buffy that she's a vampire hunter, and she's actually like fully convinced that he's going to deliver a trust fund to her. I forgot all about that. Like he's probably <laughs> talking to her for five minutes, and like every like two minutes in the conversation, she's like, "Oh." So the graveyard is where I'm getting my trust fund? Oh, wait, we're going over there, and then you're giving me my trust fund? I think that's actually what I really like about this uh, interpretation of Buffy as a character, is she she definitely is not as smart as TV show Buffy. She isn't, but also I do feel like early on in like uh, the show, we kind of, or even just like flashbacks of like, no, actually maybe not early on in the show, but just throughout the show, you get flashbacks of what Buffy was like before she found out she was a vampire hunter and she was definitely like that kind of person i feel like the movie just kind of like really went into that it was just like oh yeah that's just who she is and she's just now it's her origin story so it's like yeah she hasn't figured anything out yet yeah i i I love it though i love the how naive she is and like also but also thinks that she just knows everything you know because she's a fucking teenager like it's it's so perfect it it is pretty great, and also there is this really cool scene where, um, like we said, David Arquette gets pulled away by Pee Wee Herman. So we head back over to Pike, who is asleep in his shitty little tenth floor apartment, and David Arquette knocks from outside his window, and he's like trying to convince oh, yeah! Pike to let him in. This all yeah. seems casual, but the context that you guys need is that he's actually a vampire and he's floating on the tenth floor. <laughs> like, I I feel like Pike does not react well enough. Like. He seems way too cool with it at first. Like, this is, seems normal. Okay, well, but he does wake up, and I think he's still kind of drunk and kind of tired, so I don't think he's realizing it at first. He's just like, oh, you're at the window, and I don't think he remembers that he's on the 10th floor at first. But then, like, but then David is all like, hey, dude, like, let me inside. And then Pike's like, wait, no. And he's like, I'm hungry. And then he's like, you're floating, man. Come on, get out of here. It's awesome. It's so good. Okay, so we went around for a second, but we're back at the locker room, and, you know, they're having conversations for a while, and then this is around the time where he twirls his mustache and then throws a knife at her face, and he's, like, kind of just like, come on, bro, be the Slayer, do it, come on. Yeah, and she catches it just like Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China. What a good call-out. <laughs> what a good call-out that is. <laughs> It's, like, exactly the same. It's amazing. Actually, wait, I take it back. I guess it's not a good call-out, because I think you watch that movie, like, every two days. I do watch it a lot. But good call-out. Good call-out. I literally have it right right here in my hand. So at first, Buffy is kind of, like, she's kind of going against Merrick. She's like, all right, 
you know, I'm kind of more on the moving to Europe and marrying Christian Slater kind of ride, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and punch you in the face. And then she punches him in the face, which I thought was pretty bold. It's fucking awesome. And then uh, you kind of just realize that, you know, they kind of have an understanding. Then we get a sick training montage. A sick training montage with the classic triple flying kick. But you know what is also really weird about this versus the TV show? Do you remember a mole? A mole? Yeah, in the in the TV show, was there ever a mole that signif- that signified being a slayer? Oh shit, I forgot like the birthmark. But it was a mole. Yeah. And they even said mole. Yeah. That's not in the show, right? No, and I'm glad they dropped that. Yeah, yeah. See, those are the the things that like really needed like a second pass <laughs> on the cutting room floor. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like they kind of made fun of it in the movie too because there's one point where she's like, "Just because I'm part of the Harry Mole Club means I have to do whatever you say," and I'm like, "Okay, wait. Do you realize how stupid of a concept that is? Like, you have a little fucking mole." <laughs> <laughs> and then that makes you a hunt or, or a slayer. That's the mark, my my guy. That's the mark. I don't like that. Uh, I also don't like. I mean, this is this is just another thing I don't like. It doesn't happen for a little bit, but I don't like that Buffy gets period cramps whenever there's a vampire close to her. <laughs> That's also pretty stupid. Wait, did she? Yeah, bro. Like a like a like like a spidey sense kind of thing. Yeah, that's like a a major part. No. She has Spidey Sense period gramps. Wait, how did I not notice that? I don't know. Because it's pretty... They, 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 like, blatantly talk about it. Wait, they even talk about it? He, like, tells her. He's, like... Like, the first time they... Like, she gets close to one or whatever. He's, like, oh, did you feel the whatever? And Oh, yeah, like, I yeah, remember feels that. Just like, just like whenever I have cramps. Like, she's, like, that's what it feels like. I kind of remember that. I didn't think that was supposed to be taken literally. That was supposed to be taken literally? I'm pretty sure. Oh. I'm pretty sure in this universe, she gets period cramps when she's close to a vampire. Well, moving on from that, this movie is pretty insane purely for the fact that uh, the principal starts talking to a 17-year-old about his acid experiences and his trips to Doobie Brothers concerts. He also calls himself a party guy. I'm a party guy. But you know what? Even as I'm saying that now, like I at first I thought that was weird, but then I think about it, and I definitely had teachers like that, and a good amount of them. Must be a California thing. Yeah, maybe that is, because now that I think about it, too, even just as a lunch lady, I try to say as little to those children as possible. I literally am just like, all right, yeah, uh, you want these Cheetos? All right, cool, moving on. I'll take some Cheetos. Yeah, Cheetos are good, man. Kind of Cheetos. Just Cheetos. That wasn't that good. So at one point, Pike gets ran upon by Pee Wee Herman and his vampire gang, and Pike drives around with Pee Wee on his car until he kind of, like, flings him off, and then Wee goes, you ruined my jacket. Kill him. A lot. And that's the context that you guys needed for that. Oh, my God. I mean, that doesn't sound as cool when we say it, but, like, just when you watch it, and he just goes, kill him. A lot. It's just, it's, you know, (laughs) Pee Wee, uh, he just really presents thing in it things in a very fun manner yeah i love it uh you when you see paul rubens like sitting in the chair like like right after that whenever he goes back to the lair or whatever he's sitting in the chair and like his arm has been ripped off but you can like 
clearly tell that like the stub is just like a little prosthetic tucked into the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so obvious. Like like no it, you're not hiding it from anybody. <laughs> like his arms just hanging. Like <laughs> it's so weird too because like I don't think everything in this movie looks like really great per se, but like I feel like every time Paul Rubens was on screen he just turned into whatever he wanted to be and just made it as hilarious as possible. And they just like, let him do his thing. <laughs> they were like, just do whatever you want. And it's great. <laughs> it's amazing. Like I want, I want that. to. I want more movies where they just cast a bunch of weird ass people. And they're just like, just be yourself. I mean, could you, could you imagine getting all those like just really bizarre, like kind of big personality actors together and just like letting them have at it like yeah oh my god that sounds like, amazing like, give, give me paul rubens and paulie shore like give me that <laughs> give me mitzi shore <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i mean it, it, we're just gonna keep sucking Wee herman's dick but uh the conversation that pike and buffy have after she saves him is pretty weird because i mean obviously buffy's gonna save him um, at one point, she calls him a strange man. Like she, she's just like, "You're a pretty strange dude." And he's like, "You think, you think I'm a man?" And he has like <laughs> those puppy dog eyes. And I'm like, "What are you talking?" She said, "No, she said strange man. Keyword: You are a strange man." Focusing on the wrong part, my guy. Yeah, dude. Fucking the the, the soul patch isn't working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you also did you pick up on the fact that? vampires eat cats as a snack yeah i did i have a i have a emoji cat with a sad face in my notes we've talked a lot about vampire rules things they eat things that can kill them things that can't kill them like when sun is okay when sun isn't okay like how you can protect yourself blah 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 all these things i have never once heard a vampire say hey let me eat this as a snack Something that isn't human is a snack? Yep. It's just a little snack. I'm kind of okay with that. Like, that makes perfect sense to me as far as vampires go. Everybody needs a little snack sometimes, guy. Like, obviously, I don't want to... I guess that could open, like, the door of, like, people make vampire movies and they're just, like, destroying animals or something. You just see a vampire going to town an animal. Like, I, I don't want to see that necessarily. No. But I, I do like the idea of a vampire just being like, oh, you know what? This is a snack to me. Like, that kind of makes sense, does it not? It makes perfect sense. Why have I never seen that before? I think I think a lot of times they go off of, like, the whole, like, they don't have to feed that much kind of yeah. thing, you know? It's like, oh, maybe they only eat, like, once a day, and then that, and then they live forever, you know? Or, or, or once every few days, really. I don't know, man. Like, True Blood has, like, you know, those drink. They drink... The blood That's true. beard they stuff. Have the true blood, yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I, it's almost weird to me that in that same, in that same hand, they're not also like, oh, we have this blood drink, but I could eat like a cat or like a dog or something. You know, like I don't know. It just seems like it's not that I want it in the universe, but it's almost weird to me that out of all the vampire movies we've seen that that's not something that just pops up every once in a while. You know. Uh, you know what I want in the universe? What? I want baby Ben Affleck making a two-second appearance in this movie. What the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> ben Affleck, dude. Why? 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 He's in the movie! Wait, what? 
He's in the movie. No, he's not. No, no, there's no way Ass Ben Affleck is, in this. is in the movie for like two seconds. No. Yes. Where, when, why? What? How do you even know he, this? He is because it, it he has a shot where it like specifically zooms in just on his face. He is a basketball player on the other team when they let the fucking uh vampire kid play basketball. Oh my god, he's uncredited on the fucking cast list. It's like it laid it zooms in so hard on his face. Wait, what the fuck? Seth Green is uncredited as a vampire too. Oh yeah. He was in this? I didn't see Seth Green. Oh, he's in there. What what wait, Slash is in this? I don't know about that. <laughs> Dude, Slash <laughs> is cr- is is he's uncredited as a DJ. I just thought that was a guy in a wig. Was that actually Slash? That was, I remember him completely, and that was Slash. I just thought it was a guy dressed up as Slash. Oh, my God. This is literally the greatest movie on the planet. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, I don't care about Slash that much, but just the fact that they threw Slash in as a DJ for, like, five seconds... Because it's the, like the Halloween party, right? Isn't everyone wearing yes. costumes? Yes. I just assumed it was a kid wearing a Slash costume. Dude, that like, was it Slash. Didn't, it didn't for a single second make me think it was actually him. This is the craziest movie ever. It is the craziest movie ever. Oh my god. So the next thing that happens is the big basketball game, though. Yeah, how funky is your chicken? How loose is your goose? Our goose yeah. is totally loose. Now shake your caboose. <laughs> Bro, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. That is a badass cheer. <laughs> I, I do also really, really, really love that during the high school basketball game, there is a fucking vampire just running around. Like, it's basically teen vampire. Yeah, it's exactly like Teen Wolf. He's just dominating everyone. How cool is that? <laughs> and everyone's just like, yeah, get them. Go Hogs. Dude, like, that was the coolest Teen Wolf homage I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that was so awesome. And then Buffy's just looking at him like, wait, that's a fucking vampire here. And then he sees her and then they just start chasing each other and fighting. That is yep. so cool. It's amazing. Honestly, I'm, I think I'm like, the more I'm talking about this movie, I think I'm bumping my rating. I think this might be my favorite movie, like, of all time. <laughs> I love this. Well, yeah, I mean, that fight scene, like, I legit feel like they hired the fight choreographer that worked on, like, fucking Power Rangers to do that fight scene. <laughs> Dude, every time I see Buffy fighting, it is... Hands down, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, and I could not be more entertained. Like, she is doing the most absurd somersaults, I would say. Like, she's doing, I guess, flips on her side, but I would call them somersaults with how bad they are. And I would say that the noises, like, the sound effects are soundboard at best. (laughs) It is so funny. It is so over the top, but also so under the bottom at the same time but it is the it's just so entertaining like it's awesome i love it so much and anytime she stabs someone like i wanted to cry i wanted to cry (laughs) because it's like she's just like poking them with a fucking steak 
Yeah, they uh they overemphasized her uh gymnastics ability earlier in the film. No, they overemphasized the fact like just just what a <laughs> vampire slayer was because watching like Buffy the Vampire Slayer like uh, like even watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer it like for the most part Sarah Michelle Gellar isn't doing like insane things that you're like oh other people around her probably couldn't do. It's just that she's right. strong. But in this it's like any passerby could do the same thing that Buffy's doing. <laughs> they don't have Spidey sense, though. <laughs> That's the problem. Also, <laughs> when Buffy's running out, she runs by some motorcycle guys, and this one guy's like, oh my Hey, God. babe, you want to get some real power between your legs? Yeah, I have that one right down, too. <laughs> And then, and then, and then Buffy says, yeah, I do. And she steals the fucking, she robs him. <laughs> you fucking Grand Theft Auto right before your fucking eyes. And I love anytime someone's getting robbed in any movie and then they just stay back. They're like, hey, hey, <laughs> come back with my bike. Give it back, you fucking bozo. <laughs> You better turn around at the end of the street and bring that right back. <gasps> Fuck, dude. This is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So after that chase, like, everyone just kind of meets up <laughs> at what I would call a swamp carnival. It is a swamp carnival. <laughs> I have that written down as well. <laughs> and Merrick... Dude, he gets killed like a bitch. Like, he gets killed in the most anticlimactic way I've ever seen in my life. It made me so Somebody sad. Somebody really wanted to make it be fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi shit. Like, okay, we get it. Oh, my God. James. Yeah. Donald Sutherland's death is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Pee-wee Herman's death is Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> and there is no better comparison oh my god you mean the completely improvised paul rubin death scene oh my god that was not in the script and he just did it Holy shit, that's the best realization I've ever came to in yeah, my that life. Yeah, was, that was real. That was real fucking real. Okay, on one end, you have Donald Sutherland getting poked by a piece of wood. <laughs> and then just die. He just falls over. He's like, well, peace, deuces, I'm dead. <laughs> Paul Rubens dies for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. He really does. 
Oh, God. Okay, and of course, of course, after we're going back. Pee Wee Herman isn't dead yet, but after Merrick dies, there's a heated emotional moment where Pike and Buffy scream at each other about how shopping is what Buffy really wants to be doing instead of killing vampires. And then Pike, of course, thinks she's shallow, and David Arquette finds out that Buffy's a slayer. You got Pike just casually making uh, fucking uh, wooden stakes out of a broom. Oh, yeah, he was doing that. Why was he doing that? (laughs) Because he's ready to fucking kill some vampires. Well, he's an idiot. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that was a good representation of uh, David Arquette getting ready, like putting on his wrestling gear, and David Arquette can't, can't die. <laughs> That's probably a good comparison. I can't wait to see it. Okay, so we're at the part that I've wanted to get to for so long, and please, I, 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 we already confirmed that you know what I'm talking about earlier. Do do you do you know what I'm talking about right now? I think you need to lay it on us. I I, I have a good a pretty good idea. Uh, just tell me real quick. It has what... to do. It has to do with the soul patch. It has everything to do with the soul patch. It has everything to do with the soul patch. Oh my god! How how can you look yourself in the mirror? Just look yourself in the mirror, knowing that there is no facial hair on your face except for your lower lip. Fill your face with shaving cream. All of it. Every inch. You get that straight blade. You sharpen that boy real good. And one slice. You get rid of that whole soap patch right then and there. And then you abandon the rest of the shaving cream. Because what was it there for? What was the reason? <laughs> what was the reason, man? <laughs> Just tell me, Luke. What was the reason? <laughs> you feel a- better? He had a moment. And the only thing he could do to change his life was get rid of that one-inch long soul patch. Dude, he's a different guy now. He's not that guy anymore. You're not that guy, pal. He says in a warm embrace. He a says, warm embrace. He says, I says. He says, I says, says. You are that guy, pal. <laughs> and it was beautiful. <laughs> we rejoiced. And then and then you hugged the world. Just like the theme for this dance. And then why did he show up to the dance dressed like fucking Henry Winkler? Is he the Fonz now just because he got rid of the soul patch? You get rid of the soul patch and now you're the Fonz with a He's rose? He's a different guy. He's Bro, a different he a guy, rose. man. He's a different guy now. Oh, my God. He's a different guy now. You are that guy, pal. Okay, now I'm even more upset about the DJ, though, because this is where we see the DJ. And if the DJ is actually Slash, I'm even more angry because he's got a fucking RE20 microphone just pointed at his fucking forehead. Mm. And no, and then he points it at the turntable. And I'm like, that's not how records work. But the thing is, the thing is, what you didn't know about Slash is that his mouth is actually a lot higher than most people's mouths. It's somewhere up here. It's a little bit tall, and actually, the bottom of the face that you see on Wunderslash is not really Wunderslash's Wunderface. It is actually a butt. He actually. Oh, his face it, is in it the extends. hat. Extends. It's in the hat. Like his eyes are, his real eyes are up in the hat. That's why he wears sunglasses all the time. Yes. Because those aren't his real eyes. Yes. Son of a bitch. He actually didn't have the hat in this, though, so I don't know how we get around that. 
Um, but he points a microphone at a turntable. I guarantee you that. And I'm like, why? This makes no sense whatsoever. And if you're a musician, you should know that. Well, I mean, uh, different times. <laughs> different times. I feel like he'd be more likely to know that. And honestly, like... <laughs> Fuck Guns N' Roses. It bothered me. It bothered me. I agree. Fuck Guns N' Roses. Have you heard their song, um, One in a Million? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like most people haven't, and it is the most racist bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Well, is it, uh, uh, Axl Rose Guns N' Roses or post-Axl Rose Guns N' Roses? Axl Rose. Yeah. Because he's from Indiana and he's racist as fuck. Yeah, he he said he sang that song about how he's from Indiana and how growing up, and then he was like, I guess somehow supposed to not be racist, and it's easily the most racist thing in the world. And then, like, everything I read about it, actually, me and Devontae read into it together, and we were going in because we oh, randomly found shit. it. Weird. Okay. Yeah, we were trying to uh, look up lyrics for a Dance Gavin Dance song, and then that popped up, and then literally we just saw, like, a snippet of it, and we were like, what is happening in this song? Like, it just kind of stopped oh us boy. in our tracks, and then we ended up looking into it for, like, three hours, and everyone was just like, no, nah, dude, it's it's fine, it's all right, you know? Like, Slash is kind of black, and then, so it's fine, and then I was like, okay, well, that doesn't seem right, and then I looked up some more stuff, and then even Slash was like, yeah, the first time he played it to me, I was like, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> so I was like, and that's when I realized... It was exactly as I expected. It's it's bullshit and racist. So if you guys haven't heard the song One in a Million, just go listen to it and just try to tell me it's not racist. If, if you think it's not racist, you're a racist. Remember how for some reason they just bring fog? When they show up, there's just fog everywhere. I, I love that. It's kind of like uh like it, they're just living Chicago. <laughs> you know, like they're just they're just always like wherever vampires go, they're in Chicago. And I kind of like that, that like that aesthetic. It's, it's it's epic, dude. I love it. You know, but now now Luke Perry and Buffy they're they're doing real good, dude. They start making out, you know. Then the entire vampire brigade shows up to kill Buffy, and she assures everyone that they cannot come in unless they're invited in. And then some chick screams out, "I already invited them. They're seniors," <laughs> which might have been. What if the, oh okay so guys I, James didn't react right now because I can tell he just looked up the lyrics to One in a yep. Million by Guns N' Roses yep. yeah that's yeah. exactly what happened I, I can tell because that face that you made is the exact face I made um when I saw a snippet of the song I feel like I need to erase my browser history you need to erase your browser history you need therapy you need to know why you ever sang any Guns N' Roses song you need to know why no one ever spoke about this you need to know why God. Why, why no one talks about he's the he's at fact the Rock that... and Roll Hall of Fame yeah that's what I'm fucking saying dude oh my god do you see the fucking like it is so I saw absurd it. I saw I saw it, words it is so absurd that anyone looks up to them yeah, so um, I did. Again. I did like uh, Hillary Swank saying, "Of course, I invited them. They're seniors, dude. 
that shit is so funny like cause she's because really at first funny. she says like I already invited them in and you're like you can tell she's about to say something else and you're like waiting for the reveal she's like they're seniors <laughs> it's like that thing where it's like dude they're seniors what are you gonna do they're the cool kids like I had to invite them in also I don't know if you know this about me but I love gym murder montages you know they're so chaotic I feel like I don't see them crazy often but when I do they're call of duty zombies yeah the, the world needs more of it I totally agree like this there's is like zombies, there's like right? a few things. Oh yeah, these are totally zombies. But for some reason, like it was it was called to do zombies, but with vampires because they're just like at the windows <laughs> trying to break in and they're like rebuilding the yeah. windows. <laughs> I was just waiting for someone to find a pack a punch station. Like, where's the juggernaut? Around around five dogs. <laughs> I forgot about the dogs. Right? It's been a long time since I played zombies. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> Dude, I want to like, I want to start a resurgence. Just everyone buy a PS3 and let's start playing Modern Warfare Two and like Black Ops One again. Dude, Black Private Ops One servers was so good, so good, dude. Call of the Dead with oh, George yeah. Romero, like, come Dear on, God. dude. How iconic is that, dude? Like, oh, dude, it's fucking amazing. Like, there, it was. I was so excited to just see like horror getting a place in games that didn't suck. Yeah, seriously, because most of the time it was just, like, in, like, those low-key games, and you're like, wow, like, Call of Duty is putting George Romero zombies into their game. Like, I, and I remember, like, even when it happened, too, like, most people around me didn't know who George Romero was or, like, anything right. about it. They were just like, oh, yeah, some dude, and I'm just like, this is huge. I was like, this is pretty crazy. Well, I mean, and then they started introducing, like, the celebrity characters and stuff with, like, fucking Robert England and uh, wasn't Danny Trejo a playable character at one point? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think in Call, if I remember right, in Call of the Dead, he's a playable character. Okay, I thought so. If I remember it's right. It's been a long time since I played Call of the Dead, but yeah. But it's fucking awesome, dude. It's so cool. So basically, the next few minutes is just Pee Wee Herman talking mad shit on Buffy until, oh, yeah. you know, we cut to the main vampire in the corner, and he is quite literally playing a sad violin <laughs> a tiny sad violin <laughs> like honestly if you hate this movie fuck you <laughs> he is playing a tiny sad violin it's dude so great it's so great while they're fighting like they're yeah. actively fighting he's just in there like it's the soundtrack <laughs> And then as as Paul Rubens is doing a seven-minute death scene. As he's dying, he's still just sitting there. They're just looking at each other like he's he's going, Ooh, ah, ah, oh, and like falling down, coming back up, like just being so dramatic. <laughs> and this dude is still playing the sad violin in the corner, and Buffy is just looking left and right at Paul Rubens dramatically dying and another guy just playing a sad violin in the corner yeah. of the room. Like, it's amazing. It flashes back to the party. And there's a there, no slash is gone. There's a new vampire that takes over the DJ station, <laughs> and he's just like a whole fucking vibe. And it goes from that back to Lothos with his head on fire, which is also oh, kind of a whole fucking vibe. My God, I almost forgot about that for a second. <laughs> I would say sets his face on fire casually, <laughs> very casually. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> like, he's just sitting there like, oh, look at me. My face is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but also, wait, the end was kind of weird because I thought that, like, 
the like Lothos's end goal was to like beat Buffy or maybe like marry Buffy, but it almost seemed like he was just saying, "Come on, be joined with me." Come on. And I don't know what like being joined with him really meant. I don't know what his goal was. Yeah, I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Okay. I don't know I don't know that his motivation except like, she's a player, <laughs> so we we vampires go after him. I don't know what the, he was going to do with her. Okay, but in the show you very much know that the vampires want to kill the slayer, but sure, I think 100%. He, he wanted to like I don't maybe correct me if I'm wrong, merge with her. Make 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 her a vampire, maybe? I don't know. I don't think... That's not the vibe I, I really... Okay, maybe? I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to fuck? I don't, I don't know. No, but I thought that for a second... Like, I thought he wanted to, like, marry her, like, you know, like... Like, uh, like yeah, like, fuck her or something, but, like... If by the end, I don't... Oh, maybe it's like a... Maybe it's like an underworld thing if you have a vampire slash hunter... Slayer baby, like a crossbreed, then that's how you get fucking Van Helsing or some shit. I think he just wanted her to like be on his team. I think he wanted to to create a baby vampire hunter D. That's what he wanted. Okay, I'm really confused on the end goal. Yeah, he wants to create a baby vampire hunter D. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll take it. Okay, wait. So this is pretty much like they're just kind of going to drive off on motorcycles in a second, you know, after, like, Lothos, like, calls Buffy a bitch a bunch of times, and then, like, she kick-stabs a stake into his heart, but... But but he covers himself with his cape as he's dying. I, that is cool, but I think the more epic part of the ending was the principal walking around throwing detention slips on people's dead bodies. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. <laughs> Like he's he's walk- a party guy, man. He's a party guy. He's literally walking around in dead bodies. He's going, detention, 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 detention. <laughs> and he warned them. He warned them earlier. He's, <laughs> I think he says if everyone who doesn't survive is getting detention or something along those lines. Literally. And it's like, what? <laughs> what do <are> you... How? <laughs> he's a party guy. I mean, you, you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? He's the party guy principal. Like, he's been to Doobie Brothers concerts. He he tried acid once. I will never get over putting detention slips on dead bodies. <laughs> you know what? We we kind of didn't even have like a last line in this movie or like a final line. Like we did, but okay. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a final line has to be in like. The the last thirty seconds, like minute, at most, right? Like it can't be like a few minutes before if you're just like doing music outros. I don't think so. Not not in the way that most vampire movies end on like a line. And at the very end, there's always one thing that they say, right? And then it moves on. But this, yeah. like, they're kind of what they're dancing, and then they say something like, "Oh, you know, I gotta uh, go. You want to go somewhere?" And she's like, "Yeah, well." It, maybe yeah cool and then like music goes on for like two minutes as they like dance for a little bit and then they get on the motorcycle and then they drive off i would say the last word was buffy going huh or something like that yeah yeah we didn't get that uh that nice uh nice and tidy one-liner vampire ending didn't this ending kind of seem like it was gonna be like 
the ending of vampires yeah you know like just the way he was going on like they were going off into like the sunset like dead in the center of the shot oh, yeah and then, for like, sure I thought it was going to, I don't know, something about, like, you know, Luke Perry saying something about his soul patch or something. I, that's just what I felt, you know? They would go back to something, like, just between the two, like, as they Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they didn't do anything. That's really the saddest thing about this. I really it's wanted the end, that It's the happen. end of the movie. At, at, the, at that point, maybe Joss was gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. They were probably like... And, like, maybe if he was there, they would have wrote something. <laughs> And they were just like, ah, we can't figure it out. Just just end it. <laughs> Fuck, man. But yeah, I mean, okay, so no ending line, really. They had an end credit, though, that was like an interview. And that was an interview consisting of everyone at the gym just discussing vampires. Yeah. Incredible, honestly. Like, so, so cool. Good. So cool. Um, I would say there weren't really any stupid vampire roles in this. There was another end credit scene of Pee Wee Herman twitching. I never saw that. I didn't stay that long into it. I stayed around for everything. That's and there's amazing. another end credit of him just kind of like twitching and moving around, just being weird. That's fucking fantastic. And the most important thing, there was no rape in this. No. And there's I mean, not. For anyone just hopping into this out of nowhere, that might have just sounded like, you know, just completely right. out of left field. Just drop dropping it that hard. Yeah, yeah. But for anyone that knows our venture with these vampire movies, yeah. Every single vampire movie, except for maybe maybe like did it, I think it was maybe Abraham Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I actually even feel like that had it. I don't know. Yep. Every fucking vampire movie has some act of sexual assault no yep. matter what and this didn't maybe this it's because it's pg-13 pg-13 but i guess mom's got a date with a vampire oh wait no i think mom's got a date with a vampire did have a rapey thing didn't it it was rapey it was rapey i mean obviously it's it's okay, a yeah. pg movie but it was still rapey for sure okay but i would say this one had you know, maybe donald sutherland felt a little off a few times but beside that and then he wasn't even the vampire and he wasn't so actually that's so weird but you know what you know okay you know what <laughs> shit god damn it donald sutherland fuck dude you had to fuck it up man fucking merrick giles would have never done that not in a million years remember when giles 2 comes around in buffy and he's like rapey toward uh what's her face um 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 uh 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 her name starts with a c shit 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 starts with an S. The girl that uh, starts dating Xander. She's the bitchy girl that ends up being their friend. Yeah, sure. You don't know her name? You watch? Haven't you been watching Buffy? I figured you would know that. Bro, I haven't seen this show in ten years. What is it? Carolina? Um, um, Caradina? Um, that's it. Cadalga? Yep. Fucking uh, Cadilda? <laughs> um, Cordelia? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Cordelia. That's I lost my train of thought. Show. I remember that. What was I saying about Cordelia? <laughs> what was I saying about Cordelia? Uh, that Giles 2 was being rapey towards Cordelia. Yeah, Giles 2 was being weird as hell to her. And then yeah. Giles was like, hey, dude, you know you're a fucking creep, right? And yeah. he's like, oh, well, I guess, you're, I guess you're right. Like, dude, like everything has it, but this didn't. No. Giles would have never done that. Giles would have. Giles would have stopped it. But you know yeah. what? Merrick is a different fucking breed. Fuck off. Fuck off, Merrick. I'm not going to lie, though. Merrick is kind of like a better, like, uh, 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 uh what is he again? Uh, Watcher. Watcher, yeah. 
Merrick is kind of a better watcher name than Giles, not going to lie. That's a cool oh, name. Oh, definitely. It's a good name. Yeah, like that's a strong name, but uh, but to be fair, I mean, if you put Merrick on who Giles is in Buffy, that does not work. Like it with the match. with the man that he is, no. Right. Like this yeah. this right here, Donald Sutherland, that's Merrick. Yeah, he's a Merrick. I I wish that uh even if even if Giles is still Giles as the way he you is, you wish in that the show, Merrick was also there and a part. I wish of there everything. was a Merrick. Yeah, like someone to be like that other opposing factor that isn't like a dick, but he's just kind of there, being like it's like the good cop bad cop dynamic. Yeah, for sure. You got the good Giles, the bad Giles, but he's not the bad Giles. <laughs> he's just like you know the 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 rough along the edges yeah. Giles. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't get that with Giles too. You just get uh, actually you get. With Giles too, you just get like a, a just really not um, not okay. Giles just a really like you can't be around him. He's just the worst. Yeah, even 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 Donald Sutherland, even or Merrick, whenever he, even he's being uh, rough, like he's still endearing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Giles too isn't really endearing. No, no, he's kind of just a pervert. Yeah. I don't know. Um, my biggest complaint about this movie is really just that it is longer, honestly. I agree. I wish it was longer or that there was a sequel. I feel like I don't say that about movies often. Yeah, I wish it was. Yeah, same. Like, literally, I never say I wish the movie was longer, but I wish this was longer. I wish there was a sequel. And I do feel like I guess the biggest complaint is probably that, that like the movie is a lot of setup versus action. But then again, yeah. like when I look at it in the full perspective of it, I'm like, okay, I think he was trying to make this a thing. You know, he was trying yeah. to make Buffy a thing. Serialize it. Somehow. Yeah. So like, I get it. Like, and it spawned an entire show of awesomeness after. So you know what? I'm fine with it. Um. Yeah, man. And Joss Whedon kind of became the tv to movie or movie to tv guy i feel like he was one of the first people that really like dipped into both worlds a lot because he did it with this and then firefly started as a show but ended up doing serenity the movie after the show got canceled and then obviously he did the avenger stuff and then they ended up doing uh agents of shield which was also his and so like again just like jumping back and forth between movie and tv and tying things together he's kind of one of the first people that did that a lot say what you will or say what you want about the uh piece of fucking dog shit trash you fucking fuck you josh whedon but you know he did some stuff. yeah there you go did some he, stuff for sure he did some stuff so i mean as far as this goes um i'm not doing a kill count for this because i really hate doing kill counts in monster movies it kind of just gets fucking annoying especially vampires insane. like how how do you track all the kills that happen in the gym like dear god like they die and then they come back and then you don't know which ones aren't and aren't like yep but i do want to rate this of course and you know what at first i rated this a four when i watched it but after watching it a second time and after talking about it i would give this a four and a half like this is damn near a perfect movie in my opinion this is a five-star movie yeah you're gonna give it a five it's a five-star movie i don't give a shit Heck it is yeah, a five-star dude. movie it is it is a that. movie that I will push on to other people from from here on out. Be like, "Oh, you guys want to you we need to watch a kid-friendly horror horror movie for Halloween?" Yeah, fuck Hocus Pocus. We're putting we're putting on this movie. Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest Scared Stupid's great. Have you ever watched Buffy? Oh, you've only seen the show? Oh, we're going to watch a movie. Like I will be doing that probably from now until the day I die. Yeah, I would say like any genre like if you like 
If you like Mean Girls, if you like Clueless, if you like Ferris Bueller, if you like Hocus Pocus, if you like like just anything, just anything in any genre, I feel like this will beat it. It's just so fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I haven't had this much fun with a movie since Fright Night. Uh I would say since Vampire Hookers, but beside that I would agree. <laughs> Because I think Vampire Hookers is a very, is a perfect very movie. different kind of fun. <laughs> it is very different, but <laughs> just as much fun with both of them. Yeah, I can, I can see that point of view. You're not wrong. So I mean, this is just—it's crazy to say, but I had such a good time sucking blood today. Vampires don't suck, dude. Vampires don't suck. I guess vamp. Buffy the Vampire Slayer does not suck in any capacity. TV show or movie. I love it. I love it. Holds up. It's it's one of my favorite shows now, too. Like, I would definitely put it up there. Like, it's up there with How I Met Your Mother, that 70s show, True Blood, Dexter, um, just, uh, it, like, yeah. It, it's up there with all of those. It's one Damn. of my favorites now. There you go. Fuck you, Joss. Well, you gotta ruin shit by being an asshole. Um, what's her name again? Caradina. Uh, Cordelia. Cordelia. <laughs> I think I remember reading an article, and she said Josh kind of fucked her. I'm starting to remember more things about what I read before, and I think she got like pregnant or something, and then he fired her. Oh, yeah, that's shitty. Wasn't that her? That sounds right. Yeah, so I'm um, the more the more we're getting through this, the more I'm remembering. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I think that's part of it you, because Joss. like one of one of the like big things about him as a creator is like people are like, "Oh, he writes women characters so well and like he always writes these really strong female characters in a lot of his shit and like they are done really really well." And then like it was weird that like when you would find out about shit like that and it's like like oh you're like super feminist and great but then like you do something really misogynistic and shitty like what the fuck like it's just a weird like double-edged sword yeah it's just a big front that's why like that's why i'll just make fun of you know women and other people just like outright because you know (laughs) then then you know you just you just switch it around and then you know i'm like see i'm not i'm not that bad i just do it as a joke it's just a joke just a joke just a joke Look at me, it's just a joke. <laughs> Fuck you, Joss. Fuck you, Joss. You freaky flying fuck face. Well, I am the one who's been wiping my ass with your cape and shitting in your coffin. If you
the stake and watch you suffer. I'll tape magnifying glasses to your eyes and force you to watch the sunrise. It'll come as no surprise when your stupid ass is pulverized. Your blood sucker, your blood sucker, mama. I'll stick you with a stick and fucking watch you suffer.